just sit with you and the spirit with you and the power of your love. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. You are worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. And we just bless you right now, Lord. There is none like you in all the earth. You are the Holy One of Israel. You are our Redeemer. You are a jealous God. And we owe you the praise and you alone, Lord. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick. And I am coming to you today with a message, Grateful to Elroy, part three. And this is Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And we're coming out of the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you that you are a jealous God. We thank you that you love us so much that you get jealous over us. We thank you that you love us so much, you redeemed us. We thank you so much that you desire to be in the presence and in the praises of your people. So Father, I pray tonight that you would touch the eyes and ears of the hearers, open up their hearts of understanding, Lord that they may see you and father remove them out of the way that your spirit can penetrate their minds and their spirits with an understanding and as i yield my vessel to you i say have your way lord and be glorified have your way holy ghost speak through me for you are the true witness in the earth today, and I am the yielded vessel that you make me a witness to the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, and to God, his Father, and to God, my Father. Have your way in the name of the potentate king, the one that liveth forever and ever, the Lamb of God, the Redeemer. Amen and amen. amen. This is Grateful to Elroy, Part 3. We're coming out of Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. And we're going to start... At verse 10, it says, Sing 
unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the isles and the inhabitation thereof. This is grateful to Elroy. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the end of the earth. Verse 11, let the wilderness and the cities therefore lift up their voice, the villages that Kadar doth inhabit. Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. I want to say something right now. I saw that when I was reading that, the rock sing. But we are the inhabitants of the rock. Christ is the rock of our salvation. Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. Let us sing the praises due unto the Lord. Sing unto him a new song and his praise from the end of the earth. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory unto the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. We got to declare his praise. He said here in the islands. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yeah, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. He shall prevail. He shall behave himself mightily. He shall overtake them. He shall prevail. I want you to, let's look at something in verse um, 13. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. This is God. He shall cry, yea, roar, as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Um, uh, <laughs> he shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. You are the inhabitants of the rock. What would bring on God's jealousy over you? Idolatry. And I want to share something with you. We stir up jealousy in him like a man of war. And we know he's a mighty, mighty God of valor. And we understand that when he roars, he's gathering. Let's turn to Ezekiel, the eighth chapter. The third verse. And he put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of mine head. And the spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven and brought me in the visions of God. Now we just learned about the spirit of God. 
He takes us in the visions of God. The Spirit of God takes us in the visions of God. To Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looketh toward the north. Now understand that we are the north country. But they're talking about Jerusalem. So what does that mean for us here in America? Where is the north part of our country? And behold, northward at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy in the entry. There's an image of jealousy. Now we got to understand that verse 13 of Isaiah 42 says, we stirred up the jealousy. But right now, here it is. He says, in the sea of the image of jealousy, which provoked to jealousy. In other words, God is telling the children of Israel, you have provoked me to jealousy. We in America have provoked God to jealousy. And why is he saying in the north? Is it spreading from the north of our country? The image of jealousy which provoketh to jealousy. God is saying, huh, you've got an image that is provoking me to jealousy. Now that's a God that loves his people. I want to know every believer that's provoking God to jealousy. We need to repent. Let's read on. And behold, the glory of God of Israel was there according to the vision that I saw in the plain. In verse 5, then said he unto me, son of man. Now here he's not talking about Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that. Lift up thine eyes now the way toward the north. So I lifted up mine eyes, he's talking to Ezekiel, the way toward the north. And behold, northward at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy is in the entry. We can't enter in because there's an image of jealousy. What is in your way? There is some idols in your way. And God is saying he is jealous. Let's jump down to verse 7. And he brought me... Well, verse 6 says, and thou shalt see greater abominations. He says, what do you see? Even the great abominations that the house of Israel commit in here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary, but turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. Uh, whoa. 
What's greater? Then what is he seeing? That the children of Israel is committing. And then he mentions his sanctuary. Verse 7. And he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, behold, a hole was in the wall. Then said he unto me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, Go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here. So I went in and saw. Now there's a seat of jealousy at the entry. Then he's questioning about his sanctuary. He has entered the door and there's a hole in the wall. And he puts his hand and opens the door that he saw. So I went in and saw and behold every form of creeping things. An abominable beast and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. What is sitting at the seat of jealousy that's provoking our, our God in our lives? What is God seeing in your life? What is God seeing at your churches, in the sanctuaries, or in the rooms round about? Because he said in verse 7, it was far off from my sanctuary. Why should I have to go afar off? Y'all are provoking me to jealousy. Abominations and idolatry is provoking me to jealousy. When God get jealous, there is a wrath of God that is about to take place. Let's go back to Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah 43. 21, verse 21. It says, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. What is it that God is wanting us to show forth praise, but he's telling us there's something in the way. What image do you have in the way that is provoking God to jealousy? He says, people have I formed for my praise, for myself. But thou hast not called upon me. He's saying, oh, Jacob. Uh, but I want to say to you today, oh, church. But thou hast not called upon me. But thou hast been weary of me, oh, church, oh, Israel. I can't leave out the church. 
We have Judaism and we have church. Thou has not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings. Neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money. Neither hast thou filled me with the fatness of thy sacrifice. Uh, God is missing his sacrifice of praise. Uh, he says it fills him with fatness. Uh, God fills us with the fatness of his word. Uh, why can't we give him the praise that's due his name? But thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. So instead of offering him sacrifices, we have provoked him to jealousy. Why have we provoked him to jealousy? Because we have not given him the burnt offerings. And so we must understand what he's saying today. Let's look at the burnt offerings. Burnt offerings in the Hebrew is Olah. And it means... A worshiper would place his hands upon the sacrificial lamb, the burnt offering, symbolizing the transmission of sins. Now, if you are praising God and worshiping him, he's saying, you're not offering me the praises. Let's go to Isaiah 43. Oh, I'm in Isaiah 43. Let's go to verse 25. He says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Uh, how are you going to be justified if you're not offering up the burnt sacrifices, the burnt offerings? He says the worshipers in the testament of old will put their hands upon the sacrificial lamb and the sacrificial lamb with your hands on it symbolizes the transmission of sins. Let's go to Acts, the second chapter. the second chapter the 36th verse he says therefore now this is the apostle Peter's sermon to the Jews um, he said so this is to us today Acts the second chapter the 36th verse 36 verse therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you have crucified the lamb of God whom you crucified 
the only begotten son, both Lord and Christ, understand Christ was the last sacrifice, the last offering for sins. We've got to understand that when we speak the words of Peter, he says now, verse 37, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now we're symbolism of the laying the worshiper's hands on the lamb. He says, then Peter said, repent and be baptized. That is the symbol today. We no longer offer burnt sacrifices of lamb, burnt offerings, olahs. We are the worshipers of God. And the symbolism of laying our hands on the lamb is repenting to Jesus Christ with our mouth, giving him praise for being our redeemer. He is the Holy One of Israel. Your mouth is like your hands, and you're laying them on the sacrificial lamb. And he's saying we must repent and be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. He said laying hands on the sacrificial lamb meant transmission of sins. Your sins are transferred to the lamb. Our sins are forgiven and transferred to Christ on the cross. He bore our burdens. He bore our sins. We must understand the sacrificial lamb. He is no longer on the cross. He is the living lamb in heaven. Our mouth is like their hands. I want you to understand that. You might can't get it. It's revelatory. So you got to understand and you got to trust and believe in what I'm saying. Your mouth as a worshiper of God is like the hands that are on the lamb. You have to repent. You have to welcome Christ into your life as the redeemer, the one who died on the cross for your sins, as the only begotten son of God, the sinless one, the one who took away the iniquity of the sins in one day. chapter 3 verse 19 it says repent ye therefore and that and be converted he's saying repent and be baptized of the spirit that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the lord repent and repenting is laying your hands on the sacrificial lamb and he's forgiving your sins your sins are being blotted out in verse 20 he shall send jesus christ which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which god has spoken by 
the mouth of all his holy prophets, not by one holy prophet, but all his holy prophet. They prophesied the Christ, the King, the Messiah, the Son of God dying for our sins, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Since the world began, since the world began, repent and be converted. Uh, repent and be baptized of his spirit. Uh, Peter said in the first one, repent and be baptized of water. So you can remit your sins. But he's saying in verse 19 of chapter 3, repent and be converted. He wants your mind and your heart baptized in the spirit. Because God, wanna, he want to blot out those sins. Verse 25, ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. God is trying to bless you. He raised up Jesus. He sent them to the Jews first. to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. I want you to understand that. He raised up Jesus, his son, to bless you, turning away your iniquities. Have you repented? Have you, as a worshiper of God, took your hands and laid it upon the final sacrifice? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by the confession of your mouth that is symbolizing to God that I'm laying my hands and I have accepted your sacrifice for me? Your only begotten son. Let me tell you something. God accepted the son of God. He accepted Jesus' sacrifice himself for your sins. Have you accepted what God did for you? What sacrifices have you made for him lately? Isaiah, the 44th chapter, the sixth verse, I just told the Jews, he said, God to you first, right? I want you to understand something. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I want you to understand that God the Father and God the Son is speaking here. God the Father and God the Son as one speaking here. He says, I am the first. And I am the last. And beside me there is no God.
and beside me there is no God. I want you to turn to Isaiah 42, verse 6. He says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles. He said, I came to you, O house of Israel, first, sons of Jacob, to my Jews, those of the sons of Abraham. He said, I came to you first, but now I'm sending my chosen one, my son as a light to the Gentiles. That lets us know that he is for the Jews and the Gentiles. He is for them and for us. Now the church. Now, I stopped at verse 6. I stopped at verse 6. Let me read on. Verse 7. To open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. We got to understand that we can be imprisoned without being in the jail. The jail represents the imprisonment of our souls uh, when we're not in Christ uh, or in Christ serving idols. That means we're sitting in darkness in Christ. How do you do that? You provoke him to jealousy. So you, let me go on. I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. Uh, what are we doing today? Are we giving God praise? It says be grateful to Elroy, not the images that you serve. Are you giving God praise for redeeming you or are you giving it to your gods and goddesses that you serve? These images made with your hands, with man's hands. God gave us Jesus Christ to reconcile us back to him. And yet we serve these graven images and give our praise to him. That's his problem. In Isaiah 43, he says, you have not given me my burnt offerings. You have not laid your hands on the lamb. The lamb of God. You have not laid your hands on my son, but what you have done, you have given my praise to your images. He's saying now, that's a problem in America. That's a problem in the world today, but especially in the North country, the North country, and it's extending from the North. 
want you to know. I am a jealous God, he says. And I don't give my praise. Don't give my praise, he's saying, to another. I want you to know that I'm a jealous God. And a jealous God brings on a wrath. He says, verse 9, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. He told us of Jesus Christ, his special servant that he sent into the world to take away our sins. The Old Testament is full of the prophecy of the Messiah and what he was coming to do to die for you and for me. And, and what we do in accepting Jesus Christ uh, and his death, burial, and resurrection as the Son of God, and professing it with our mouths, and repenting with our mouth, and giving him the praise and the glory. What we're doing is what he told the Jews to do in the Old Testament. In the burnt offerings, we are laying our hands on the Lamb of God by the use of our lips. And we give him praise. Another definition of Allah means a burnt offering is signifies the total surrender of a worshiper's heart and life to God. He's asking us for total surrender. He wants your heart and your life. Isaiah 42. My praise I will not give to another. Revelation 5. Revelation 5. My praise I will not give to another. My praise. God said, are you grateful? Elroy is asking, are you grateful that I see you? Uh, are you grateful that I will bend heavens to come and visit you? Uh, are you grateful that I will open up the heavens so that I can move on your behalf? Uh, are you grateful? But he's saying tonight, uh, my praise don't belong to graven images. The things that I do for you, uh, I am the Holy One of Israel. I am your Redeemer, and I am a jealous God. Where's my burnt offerings? Where's the repentance from your mouth? Uh, where's the praise that you are giving me, signifying the laying of hands on the Lamb of God? Giving you, giving him our whole hearts and our lives. Revelations, the fifth chapter, verse five. And one of the elders saith unto me, weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb. As it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, 
which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. I want you to understand. And it stood a lamb as it had been slain. There is no lamb from the Old Testament where they had burnt sacrifices that filled God with the fatness than this lamb that's in heaven that was slain. All that other sacrifices were of image of things to come. The final sacrificial lamb was the son of man, son of God. And we're not talking about Ezekiel here. We're talking about Jesus Christ now, son of man, son of God. Verse nine, and they sung a new song. Isn't that what Isaiah 42 said, 10? I will sing a new song. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God. Oh, the Holy One of Israel, our Redeemer, for the Jews and the Gentiles. By the thy blood out of every kindred and every tongue and people and nation and have made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's a lot of angels. Amen. And they said with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, now he's saying every creature. They're not giving praise to a graven image. They're giving praise to the Lamb of God. And he's saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, that taketh away the sins of the world, the Holy One of Israel. He said in Isaiah 43, I am the first and the last. While we're in Revelations, let's take a look at that. Verse 8 of chapter 1 says, Christ is saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. In verse 17, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. 
And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. The sacrificial lamb that was slain in heaven, um, that's being worshipped with a new song. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. I want you to understand that the Bible says that he lived. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He lived and was dead. And he says, I am alive forevermore. Revelations, the fifth chapter, just showed us that he was the lamb in heaven. That means he's the part that it says, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. I want you to go to Revelations, the 22nd chapter. The 22nd chapter, verse 12, and this is Christ speaking. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Are you giving God the praise due unto his name? Or are you worshiping another, giving God, giving this other what is due God? He is the Holy One of Israel, the Redeemer. And his Father, the Lord of hosts. The King of Israel is saying... I'm at the seat, the image of jealousy that's at the door, and I am being provoked. And I want you to right now take some time and repent before the Lord. Lay your hands on the sacrificial lamb that is living forevermore, that is was living and was dead and is alive forevermore. Lay your hands on the sacrificial lamb and say unto him, Lord, forgive me. I repent of my sins. Give him the offering of praise. Offer him your whole heart. This is the burnt offering that he's missing. This is the burnt offering that he's missing. It's the sacrifice of praise. And he's saying, I'm at the seat of jealousy. Or this image that y'all are worshiping is provoking me to jealousy because it is really at the seat of jealousy. What graven image do you have at your door? In other words, what graven image are you putting before God? What God or goddess are you putting before God? Are you giving them the praise that is due God? 
He's saying, y'all are provoking me to jealousy with your image at the entry. And we have to give God the sacrifice of praise. We have to offer him right now the burnt offerings. Father, we repent in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that being in your presence blot out our sins. We thank you right now, Father, for the forgiveness of our sins. And we ask you, Lord, to forgive us and give us the strength to forgive others, the faith to forgive. Father, we forgive those that have trespassed against us. And we ask you to forgive us. Blot out our sins, God. We offer you this burnt offering and hope it's filling you with the fatness. that you fill us with, with your word, the fatness of your word. We thank you, God, and we repent that you will be filled with the fatness of our offering. In the name of Jesus, the Holy One of Israel, the Redeemer, our Redeemer, God. Our Redeemer, we ask you this. And the Messiah, Christ our Lord, Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. Thank you for blotting out our sins, God. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We thank you and your, your glory we give not to another. We glorify your name, Jesus. We magnify your name right now. We thank you for being our redeemer, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our redeemer. We thank you for being the Holy One of Israel. We thank you for being the Messiah, the Christ, uh, who blots out our sins, uh, who forgives our sins, who remits our sins, who took away the iniquity of the land in one day. Thank you, God, for forgiving us, for taking away our sins. We don't give that praise to another. Only you can do it, Lord. Yes. Only you can do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are my Redeemer, God. The precious Lamb of God. For sinners slain. Thank you for being the one that came upon the earth that died and that's living forevermore in heaven 
Thank you, being worshipped with a new song. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor and praise and blessings. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, we glorify you right now. Thank you for being our Redeemer, Lord. We don't give that praise to another. Lord, we don't want you at the, at, to be provoked to jealousy, God. Not in our lives. We, we rid ourselves of any graven images, God, anything that's in our way from worshiping and giving you the praise that's due your name uh, for redeeming us. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 